Tradition hanging over my head, and by midwinter I had to bring the horn back to the order of magicians in the glorious city of Avondoom. Otherwise, we could say goodbye to the kingdom. The rainbow horn, stupidly hidden by magicians of the past in the very depths of the palaces of bone, was the only thing holding back the nameless one who had borne a grudge against our kingdom for the last five hundred years or so. And the power of the horn was weakening, and next May we could expect the sorcerer to come visiting, together with all the forces of the entire desolate lands. Naturally, nobody was exactly waiting to greet the nameless one with open arms, and the order of magicians was desperate to get hold of the horn in order to drive the enemy back into the icy wilderness. So that was what we were doing in Zagraba. We were collecting the horn, saving the world, and getting up to all sorts of other useless and foolish nonsense. Stupid? Well, maybe. I woke up every morning with that idea in my head. But for some reason no one wanted to listen to me. Miralisa didn't, and Alistan Marcos most certainly didn't. But it was my own fault. I accepted a commission that couldn't just be torn up. So I had to puff and pant, run and shout as I struggled to clamber out of a heap of... problems. But then... The commission did have its good points, too. When the work was done, I'd get fifty thousand gold pieces and a royal pardon. It's just that I'd never heard of dead men being in any need of money or a pardon. What corpses usually require is a deep grave and a headstone. Why would I say all this? because everything that happened to our group on the way from Avendoom to Zagraba was a mere afternoon stroll in the park. But in Zagraba, and especially in Hrodspian, things were going to get really tough. I didn't have any illusions, well, maybe just the tiniest little one, about the success of our mission. Harold, are you playing the fool again? Cleekley's voice distracted me from my gloomy thoughts. Playing the fool is your job. I'm a thief, not a royal jester, I told the little swine morosely. That's your bad luck. If you were a jester, you wouldn't have got caught out with this commission from the king. You'd be sitting at home, swigging beer. I suddenly felt an irresistible desire to give the little green wretch a good kick. But he evidently read my thoughts and went darting after Eel, so I had to postpone my reprisal for another time. From the very moment we set foot in Zagraba, Miralisa had set a frantic pace for the group, and at the end of the first day I almost died. We stopped for the night in a forest clearing, and I felt like I wouldn't be able to get up next morning. If everyone else liked tramping through the forest so much, then that was their right. But I'd rather lie on the grass and take a rest. 
If they liked, they could take turns carrying me piggyback, because I was willing to swear by Sago that I didn't have any strength left for strolling through the woods. And the next morning really was tough. I had to force myself to get up, grit my teeth, and tramp, tramp, tramp. But by lunchtime, I'd more or less got into the rapid rhythm, and the next day, I almost stopped feeling tired. In fact, I began to suspect the Elphes was adding some of her magical supplies to the cooking pot to make our daily marches easier to bear. Since we entered Zagraba, all the fires had been lit by Agrasa, and amazingly enough, a fire lit by Miralisa's cousin gave almost no smoke. The first night... I was a little bit nervous that the flames might attract unwelcome attention, but the cautious elf didn't seem too worried, and that meant there was no point in me getting agitated either.